0: Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Conan Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me, as always, the great detective of Canada, Colleen.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: You have some competition here, because this is a Hattori Haiji episode.
1: Oh, is he my competition? I thought it was, like, Shinichi and Haiji all the way.
0: Is that who you're shipping now? you 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 don't care about Ron anymore? You're all about... Haiji and Shinichi.
1: No, no. Well, I ship their bromance, if that's what we cl- we're calling it. I like to, I like them more as a rivalry. But no, I'm, I'm definitely Shinran, and I'm whatever Haiji and Kazuha's ship name is. I'm bad with them. Kazu- Kazutori. Kazutori, yeah.
0: So we're going to cover a two-parter this week. It's the night before the wedding, locked room case, part one and part two. The first part is episode 141, which originally aired April 19th, 1999. The hint going into this episode was Pendant, and kind of says, Today's stage is a big mansion. A soon-to-be bride has a lot on her mind. So, Colleen, have you ever been a soon-to-be bride?
1: (laughs) No. Nobody would want me as a bride.
0: I was going to say, maybe you left somebody at the altar or something, or... There's a murder the night before your wedding that screwed everything up.
1: Yeah, so this ep- two-parter is actually what happened to me. This is just my life story.
0: Oh, wow. Well. The episode begins with Ron, Keguro, and Conan showing off Shibuya to Hatori and Kazuha at Haiji's behest. Hattori says he's here on business, and he's attending... His mom's classmate's son's wedding. We well, couldn't make that more complicated.
1: <laughs> well, I'm pretty impressed that you got that because they told it to us twice in the episode and I still didn't recall like what the relationship was. Also, like why. <laughs> like I would probably just try and get out of that.
0: Well, you see, his mom was supposed to attend, but she dropped a grill on her foot <laughs> and was unable to travel as a result. Kazuha didn't want to come, but Hattori's mother begged her to look after Heiji. Tori disputes this and says Kazuha was giddy about shopping there, and Ron's ready to suggest a store to check out. But Kazuha interrupts her, saying that she has a list of stores already researched. So we we kind of had this before, but there's some uh, there's some feistiness between Ron and Kazuha. I mean, it's all one sided, but there's there's a little bit of jealousy going on.
1: Yeah, and it was a little funny because we at first didn't really know where it was coming from, and Like when it's actually revealed, I had a good chuckle because it's it's so petty, but it's just like so, I don't know, maybe it's so Kazuha, like we've, this is our second official time meeting her, so we don't know that much about her just yet.
0: While alone after doing some clothes shopping, Ron asks Kazuha what's bothering her, and if it's her, Kazuha then looks at Ron's shirt, and okay, I gotta say, I, I hope this isn't just me being a pervert. But when she looked at her shirt, sure, I thought she was looking at her breasts. Oh I thought, okay. <laughs> I thought she was gonna be like you're bigger than mine or something.
1: I mean that's and, a legit uh guess.
0: <laughs> plus, I mean just knowing how Detective Conan is, it talks about some breast sizes here and there. Especially when one character uh is introduced later on who's flat and they constantly bring up her uh lack of bustiness.
1: Oh, interesting. I don't know if I've yeah. gotten to that part yet.
0: I don't think you have, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was wrong, but I i don't think it's because I'm a pervert. I think it's because Gesho is a hack. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to say because he's the pervert. Um, well, he
0: is. That's thats probably why he got divorced.
1: Ooh. Too soon? I don't know. I don't know when they got divorced, like 10 years ago. Um. Yeah, I think uh, it, I'd have to go and look at the manga because I feel like You're right in that they were specifically doing it for that purpose.
0: So it winds up being Ron's shirt, and Kazuya says that it's the same style as Haiji's. Ron says it's just a coincidence, but Kazuya says this isn't the first time, as they were both wearing (laughs) black-collared shirts in Osaka. (laughs) I bet you picked them out beforehand. Talk about tacky. It's so lame for a couple to wear matching clothings, don't you think? It grosses me out. So she's going on this whole rant. And then Ron takes her clothes off inside the car. And she's like, what are you doing? People are there. And she puts on the green turtleneck that she just bought on to calm Kazuha. And she's like, oh, you're a nice person. So we get that that feistiness out of the way here. What do you think about this scene and Ron and Kazuha working out there? I don't even know if it's a difference. I don't even know what you would call this. <laughs> it's,
1: there's like, it's a non-issue. It's just Kazuha showing us her jealousy. And... Normally, this kind of stuff would bother me, I guess. I'd be like, oh, come on, get over yourself type of thing, Kaza. But uh, I actually found it was nice in a way. Um, It showed... Because Ron didn't even, you know, bat an eye at this. She, She wasn't bothered by it at all. She just kind of... I guess she considers Kazuha a friend by now, and she was just like, okay, I want to do whatever I can to make her feel better, make her feel comfortable or whatnot. So um, this little exchange, although wasn't really important to the rest of the case, like it comes back at the end. So it it does bookend the episode, but I don't know if we're meant to take it as just like, This being the cute slash funny part of the episode, or if we can actually delve in deeper and say, okay, like this is kind of the start of whatever friendship Ron and Kazuha might um, be able to have once Kazuha realizes that Ron's not after Haiji.
0: Yeah, I think it's some character development, and it shows that uh, Kazuha can be rational. It just takes some prodding and an ugly turtleneck to put on.
1: (laughs) So you would have preferred the stripes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were blue. Blue's, blue's a great color.
0: Everyone then arrives at Maiji Temple, and Haiji throws some money in it and tells Kazuha to pray for her thighs to get thinner.
1: <laughs> this was a, what p- a dick. <laughs> yes, but I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, this is what I'm here for when it comes to Haiji and Kazuha. Like, that's, I love that banter between them.
0: Koguro asked Ron why she took the shirt off that her mom gave her. And she says it got a little sweaty, and that's when Kazuha apologizes for earlier. A woman then walks up to pray by Haji, and a man named Shigematsu recognizes Hattori. Haji explains that Shigematsu is the butler of the family that is holding the wedding. Shigematsu explains that he's with the bride-to-be who wanted to look around Tokyo prior to the big day. He introduces her as Kaede Katagiri, and says she'll be marrying Kiku Hito tomorrow. Haji asks why her fiancé isn't showing her around. And Shigematsu explains that Kikuhito is afraid of heights, and Kaede wanted to visit Tokyo Tower. Shigematsu then asks Kaede what she prayed for, and she says it was to be says it was to be blessed with children, but she was actually praying for murder.
1: Oh, maybe. <laughs> well, she uh, definitely had our resident detectives fooled, because Conan, I don't know, Conan's reaction to her was like what she wants a baby <laughs> she's like baby
0: yeah Hatori also finds it odd as he didn't get that from the look he saw on her face however ron and kazuha defend her saying that she has a lot on her mind and that there are wedding blues and then they both say right at the same time which leaves tori to wonder how they got all chummy all of a sudden
1: <laughs> me too hattori me too
0: and then all arrive at the family's house and get invited to dinner While walking to the front door, they see a servant named Sakuraba jump down from a tree with a cat in his arms. Shigematsu tells Sakuraba not to be rude in front of the guests, and Sakuraba explains that the master's cat ran away and climbed up the tree. Ron and Kazuha go see the cat, which is named Rebecca, but it bites Sakuraba's hand and runs off. This cat's kind of a dick, too.
1: She's got some attitude, that's for sure.
0: Kikahita's sister Yuri then appears and she tells Kaede that she'll beat the rules of this family into her bones and that she doesn't care who she is. <laughs> However, she's just kidding. Was, what a great joke.
1: I, I just realized I forgot to mention that. Because um, when I was watching like this little part with, uh, what's his face? Sakurabo and the cat. like You know how we get the title cards for all the characters? I so wanted a title card for the cat.
0: <laughs> no, Rebecca didn't get the title card treatment, sadly. No. So Yuri introduces herself properly and says she's typically traveling abroad, so she won't be here to get on her back. Yuri says Kaide is quite something, as she heard she came over time and time again to pin her playboy brother down. Shigematsu says that isn't true, and that Kikahita fell in love at first sight. Yuri says it isn't what he said before, and then mentions that Shigematsu might get rewarded for setting up the marriage. It's kind of obvious that this wedding's not going to happen, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we haven't even met Kik- Kikuhiro yet, but uh like I you could tell that there was something up. Like, I don't know. I feel like it would have been a little bit more obvious like the, you know, bride and groom to be would have been together from like the start of the episode. But anyways,
0: during dinner, Koryo is introduced to the head of the family, Mikio Morizono. Mikio is delighted to meet such a famous detective and says he even dreamt of becoming a detective. He asks Kagura how it feels to be considered one of the greatest forensic minds of our era. And Kagura says that it's surprising that all of his cases are solved so quickly. It's almost like a dream. Victoria agrees and kind of kicks him underneath the table.
1: <laughs> so at first I didn't understand this part uh, and then I like had to pause and think about it. So I think what we're sup- like what Conan's trying to get at here or I guess Heiji is making the joke is that because well, Kogoro is sleeping? yeah he's l- yeah. literally doing it in his dreams or you could say that he could only solve a case in his dreams
0: and both are true
1: poor Kogoro. he was actually pretty useless in this episode
0: yeah he sure he sure is Mikio then asks Shigematsu to take a photo of them all together and tells the butler to drop by his room later since he's done so much for his son's marriage. He then tells Sakuraba that his cat has gone missing again and asks for him to look for it. Man, could you deal with this job? Just looking for this dude's cat every single day?
1: (laughs) Depends how much I was getting paid.
0: Mikio explains that the cat is very skittish and that it was attached to his wife. Kikahito then appears and says that his mother passed away four years ago in a car accident. He then sits next to his honey, which he says in English, and asked her how her day was. Did you think this oh, was a real romantic stud here, Colin?
1: Oh, he was such a stud muffin. Mm. No, um,
0: you wouldn't want Shinichi to call you his honey.
1: Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's just this guy was kind of—I don't know—he was not giving me a good vibe, and I didn't like. I don't know about you, but they didn't seem to have any chemistry. Like, even physically, I didn't understand what the attraction was here.
0: Well, it doesn't take much. Men, they see something move, and it's on. <laughs>
1: okay. It it has a pulse, and it has legs, that kind of thing. Whoa.
0: Where are you going?
1: <laughs> I'm just talking about standards.
0: Huh, okay. Uh, Ron's kind of embarrassed <laughs> due to the show of affection, and Kazuha remarks that it's cheesy. Later that night, the group is leaving, and Hatori says he'll drop by Kogoro's office tomorrow after the wedding. Haji then lets out a large sigh and says that every time he's with Kogoro, he gets dragged into a case. However, a window then breaks on the third floor, and they run upstairs to check the situation. So he really jinxed himself here.
1: Yeah, and there was no way that Conan was leaving that night. Let's be real.
0: Hatori and Conan reach the room, but it's locked. He asks Kazuha where Shigamatsu is but she says that he's been missing for an hour. Since the butler would have the keys, Kogoro and Hatori break down the door. They then find a trail of blood that they follow to Shigematsu's dead body in the next room. Kazuo lets out a scream, and then the rest of the family comes to the room asking what happened. Hatori explains that Shigematsu was murdered, and Kaede faints at the sight. Kogoro tells them all not to touch the crime scene, but Kaede and Hatori are just looking at everything instead. They note that all the windows are locked, and they find all of Shigematsu's keys in his pocket, and it's confirmed that he was the only person with access to this room, so it's looking like a locked room murder case, Colleen.
1: Yeah, were you excited?
0: Oh yeah, I always- I'm always excited for these type of cases. They're always real fun.
1: Yeah, it just becomes sort of like a- a key word for us, like, oh, a locked room murder case. Although 50% of them aren't real locked-room murder cases.
0: Yeah. Tori says he has to test something and make sure that the key for the door they broke down is on the ring. Tori eventually finds the right key, which means that it is is indeed a locked-room murder. Yuri says it might be a suicide, but Koguro explains that there'd be a weapon next to him in that case. While Shikamatsu was clearly stabbed in the chest, there's no weapon. Kikahito coldly remarks that this will cause issues with the wedding tomorrow and Yuri says it has to be delayed. However, the groom disagrees since the victim isn't a member of the Morizona family, and he doesn't want to change his honeymoon schedule. Wow, that's pretty sympathetic. I think he makes a good point.
1: (laughs) So you think he's a catch.
0: Oh, yeah. Kikahita says, I know he was with the house for a long time, and I'm sorry for him, but we spent a fortune on the ceremony tomorrow. I'm sure Shigematsu would be happier that way. And this pisses off Sakuraba, who punches him in the face and sends him flying into another window, which breaks. Mikio then yells at his son for being disrespectful. He says Shikamatsu was like a father to Sakuraba, who lost his parents at a young age. He then tells Sakuraba to never raise a hand against a member of the family he serves and to restrain himself from now on. He then tells Yuri to call Kaede's parents and to inform them that the wedding has been postponed. So what did you think about this whole kerfluffle here?
1: I was sort of all over the place in terms of the potential culprit. Like, <laughs> I actually did not, for a second during this uh, case, think it was Kikihito. Like, I think he was just being overly arrogant and jerk-ish. Like, to to the point that I was like, okay, there. It's like a red herring. Like, we're he's probably not the <laughs> he's not the guy and uh i thought maybe at this point it was um either what's his face the master mikio or uh sakuraba but uh yeah i was just kind of like i was just trying to understand what the the case like the trick was itself and like that trail of blood was the thing that i was concentrating on the most and we it doesn't really there's not much, you know, payoff in that direction, but uh, yeah, it was kind of like, just my mind was wandering at this point.
0: So, I remembered that there was a big deal about this punch in the thing breaking, and I got totally suckered into the actual killer's, like, framing, because I was fully on Sakuraba being the killer, like, the entire time, until, like, near the very end.
1: Uh, so I shifted gears, like i said i I thought it was either him or the master at one point, but then like I shifted uh I can mention it later on, but like about whatever halfway through the episode, and then I totally went in a different direction as well so yeah it this wasn't a super obvious one for me. I'd got to, I have to admit that
0: no, no, yeah, like even having seen it before, it was harder it was still a really good mystery and fun to figure out. We see Kazuha's shriek. In horror, having seen Shigematsu's arm moves, however, the cat appears behind him. Tori says the cat must have been here all along, and Koguro says it's too bad that cats can't talk.
1: <laughs> okay, thanks for coming out, Kogoro.
0: Ken notes that Rebecca likes Yuri, and Mikio explains that Yuri looks just like her mother, and that the cat only comes near the rest of the family when they feed her.
1: So, did you feel like this was going to be important?
0: Yeah, it seemed (laughs) it seemed that way.
1: It's hard to really discern which facts are going to be more important to the case over other ones. So I'm like, okay, I have to remember that for some reason, you know, this cat liking the daughter more than other family members is going to be important. Um, I thought
0: that Sakuraba being a orphan would also be very important, though, because when we learn about the pendants, I thought him and Kaede were. Uh, like, brother and sister, like, from the same orphanage or something. Mm, okay. But that did not wind up being the case.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe these are... It, I can't, I don't know if they're just sort of, like, coincidental, accidental things that are put in for the purpose of, you know, learning about these characters, or if it's actually meant to distract us from what's going on and take us down different tracks.
0: I mean, I like the details, like, because even if they don't, you know, they do... Ag- depth to the characters and then it doesn't make the stuff super obvious you're not always like well they mentioned that for a clear reason you kind of have to take all the facts decide what's what's important what's not yeah and uh, it makes it more fun to you know come up with hypotheses as a as a result
1: yeah um the other thing i want to mention because we were um talking about this before we were recording was the portrait of the, the mistress, the late uh, the late wife of Mikio. Like, the fact that Mikio's like, oh, well, Yuri looks just like her mother. I'm like, R- really? Because that portrait that you pointed out, Tyler, like, I'm with you. Like, it's not a very good likeness.
0: Yeah, but who knows how small it was on the screen. Uh, I might have just been a fan. You know, like, they don't really show much of her appearance or anything or go deep into it no
1: they don't it's just apparently there's this portrait in the house and yeah it's it's pretty um ugly <laughs> dare i yeah, say that you can, word
0: you can find it on the detective cone world wiki they have a portrait of the mother which is not very pretty <laughs> <laughs> let's go with that she also looks like she's in like military garb yeah I'm thinking that's not actually her and that they just saw a portrait and decided it was her, but <laughs> it does not seem like her to me.
1: I think it's a dude.
0: I will have to disagree with the Detective World wiki this time, although great sight. Police then arrive, so Mikio and Kogoro greet them at the front door. Mikio walks with a cane, and Kogoro asks what happened to his leg. He explains that he was also in the car crash that killed his wife, and that his leg was injured during it. The front door then bursts open with media members trying to get photos and asking if the rumors of bribery in his son's company are true. Inspector Megary then yells at the press and the police eventually close the door. Uh, these journalists are real assholes.
1: Uh, yeah, so is this like a true likeness in your opinion? Definitely. <laughs> so you'd be there, like, front row trying to ram this door down to get a story.
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm an asshole.
1: Aw, no.
0: Megari calls Koguro a bad luck charm, and Koguro defends himself, saying that cases just happened to call the name of the great Kogro Mori. Koguro then explains the facts of the case to Meguri, who says that the victim could have stabbed himself and thrown the knife through the window. However, Hatori says that it is possible, as they looked at the window right as it happened and saw nothing come out of it, and that there would have been more blood around the window if that had happened. Instead, the bloodstains indicate that the body was dragged to the second room. Tori suggests that the window was broken during a struggle or on purpose with the chair, as the killer might have wanted to catch their attention. Takagi then comes in and says that most of the servants were having dinner in the kitchen when the body was discovered, and that the only people without an alibi are the three family members, Sakuraba and the fiancé.
1: Man, Takagi always doing a great job. Does he? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, without Takagi, we wouldn't be able to solve this case.
0: Well, he's given a task right after this. Uh, He's told to search for the weapon, and he has a whole police squad aiding him.
1: (laughs) And And they they still can't find it.
0: (laughs) They never look up a tree, never bother to go, maybe we should look at this obscured area.
1: Yeah. I mean, Takagi works hard. I didn't say he gets it right all the time.
0: Meanwhile, both Hattori and Conan agree that there are four suspicious points, the weapon being missing since it would have looked like a suicide if the knife was there. Why was the body moved since the bloodstains show it was dragged? Why was the light on in the room with the body, but not on in the first one? And why was the cat there? <laughs> Rebecca, what's your story?
1: Yeah, Rebecca is the most suspicious one of them all.
0: They then see Sakuraba asked to help out with the investigation, but Takagi tells him to stay in his room. Kikahito then grabs the butler and tells him that every time he does something, he creates more trouble for the Marizono family, he then throws Sakuraba down and tells the servant not to forget his place. This is like me after the podcast, after a wrap-up recording, I say, Colleen, you better know your place.
1: Yep, true story.
0: And I, I throw you to the ground via Skype.
1: Yep. It's all true, folks. This is behind the scenes. Very
0: abusive, <laughs> abusive relationship. Yep. Kazaha and Ron help Sakuraba up, and he then walks back inside. Kazaha then notes that they match, and Ron nervously looks at her clothes and Hatori's. <laughs> uh,
1: this is a nice, uh, you know, point back to early on in the episode.
0: Kazaha clarifies that she meant the pendants that Sakuraba and Kaede wear. She saw it when he fell, and it's the exact same. Conan and Hatori then say that they found another piece of the puzzle as the episode ends.
1: Of course a woman would have to notice the jewellery aspect of this.
0: Well, you know, women are good for a few things. Shining lights and <laughs> noticing jewelry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Ron's thing is the shining light and then now from now on we'll know Kazu has the pendant identifier.
0: Yeah, she's very fashion forward.
1: Well yeah, she's the one who says that, oh, it is so like last year for couples to Wear the same outfits.
0: It's true. Let's in 1998. (laughs) At the very end, Canon says, Next time, it's the great detectives of the East and West again. And Takagi says, Inspector, we've got to arrest the killer. Or else.
1: See, Takagi knows what's up. He knows how to do his job.
0: The next Canon's hint is bag.
1: Oh, what a useless hint. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, where's this bag come in? And when it does, I'm like, that's not helpful. At the
0: very end. So we move to episode 142, The Night Before the Wedding Locked Room Case Part 2. This originally aired April 26th, 1999. Conan says it's a big case on the eve of a wedding. The lovers are closer than they seem. Are they? <laughs> Who's the lovers?
1: They hardly had any screen time together.
0: Meguri is told that the police can't locate the weapon. And he tells Takagi to search again as he's useless.
1: Oh no, he didn't say that.
0: <laughs> he says it has to be somewhere.
1: Yeah, but he was probably thinking that the other thing.
0: Tori then tells them to also look for the murderer's bloodstained clothes, as Shigematsu's body is covered in blood, and the blood should have splattered when the knife was pulled out. Kagura suggests it might have been a random burglary, but Takagi says that is impossible, as the house's security is perfect, and everything was locked.
1: Yeah, so Takagi's really shutting. Kogro's theories down here.
0: That's not hard.
1: <laughs> no, I guess. Not in this episode, at least. It's just, it just came off as funny because Takagi's, you know, I guess you can consider him a more junior uh, person in law enforcement compared to Kogro.
0: Tori asked Meguri how questioning the five suspects went. Turns out Mikia says he was in his room waiting for Shigematsu. Yuri was by herself taking a bath. Kikahito was in his room reading a magazine and listening to music. Sakuraba was searching for Rebecca, and Kaede claims she was taking a nap in her room while waiting for her parents to pick her up. Meguri says Kaede's story is fishy, since Yuri knocked on Kaede's door to see if she wanted to join her in the bath, but she didn't receive an answer. Hmm. hmm. Did you think we were on the path to another female murderer? <laughs>
1: Um, not at this point. Like, so I never suspected Kaede. I did suspect Yuri at one point, but that's like almost at the end, and I can mention it later. I'm not i I'm not very proud of that moment.
0: <laughs> Megari then asks about the window that was broken after Sakuraba punched Kikahito. Officer Tomei then points out that on the same window there's a small blood stain at the bottom of the lock. Tori says the killer must have touched it with the blood stained gloves which means the killer opened and closed the window after the murder occurred. Conan picks up a piece of broken glass and shows Hattori a small hole in it. Hattori says he didn't see it when he checked before, and Conan says it was right on the edge of the window pane where it was barely visible. They then both say that they now know what to look for and that it should be nearby. Mikio then asks to speak to Meguri and says that Shigematsu was a dear friend and he'd like to hold a funeral as soon as possible and bury him near his wife's grave. That's odd, right?
1: Oh, you thought so?
0: Like, I don't want, you know, I want this guy buried right to my wife so he can be with her.
1: Yeah, it was a little weird. So up until this point, I was still thinking Mikio might be the uh, criminal. But as soon as he started talking about the funeral, I was like, okay, maybe. Although, no, that's a lie. I still thought it might have been him, you know, trying to get rid of the body as quickly as possible. So, but yeah, the whole... The man's a
0: cripple, Colleen.
1: That didn't stop me from thinking that he was guilty. I thought, like, like this whole episode's about trickery and, like, who knows, maybe he was just deceiving everybody that he had a bad leg. Maybe he hid the murder weapon under his pant leg and that's why he couldn't walk maybe. properly. Anyways, that's some of the thoughts that was that were going through my mind. But at this point, the whole, like, you know, bury him next to my late wife, I was like, what is that all about?
0: Agri says that they can't allow the funeral to happen until an autopsy is done, and Mikio then leaves. Tori says that the story his mom told him must have been true, and explains that Mikio's wife was actually in love with Shigematsu. She started dropping by the house to see Shigematsu, but Mikio thought she was coming to see him instead and proposed to her. The families hit it off and she accepted the proposal after being overwhelmed by his courtship. Whole family of cucks, apparently.
1: You think it was for the money?
0: I mean, no, I mean, I think she was just, I mean, partially. I mean, it seemed like she thought it was good for her family and she was like pressured into it, but I don't think she was, wouldn't make that decision by her own. I think she was kind of pressured into it. I don't, I don't feel like she was trying to do the wrong thing you know i like to believe in the best of women
1: calling <laughs> <laughs> unlike me apparently <laughs> yeah no no i uh so i think they mentioned something about how she was overwhelmed by his sincerity. So i'm like okay i can buy that because it's a little awkward when you know you're actually <laughs> okay you've got this crush on someone and you come and see that person and then someone else thinks oh you're here to see me and like they court you and then you're kind of like in this awkward position of well since you're being so nice to me and our parents want us to get married I guess I'll do it but I don't know I didn't feel like she was forced into it it's just kind of like matter of circumstances that it happened I mean I wonder how uh Damn, I can't remember any of these people's names. Shigamatsu. I wonder how he felt about it. But considering he stayed with the family to be their well, steward. he got a
0: job for life, you know. Yeah, and apparently he gets to be buried next to the next to too. Yeah.
1: So okay. So sounds like something was he going gets on. to be buried in the family estate, but in movie three, the wife of the inventor, the last wizard of the century, oh, she is be German, Russian whatever (laughs) but yeah but saying like i i realized that she was there were racial
0: tensions at the time yeah
1: and at this point there are no class tensions a servant can be buried next to the mistress of the house why not
0: well when he was fucking the mistress sure
1: Uh, i don't think that they no 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 i think they had a professional relationship after her marriage I I'd like to believe the best in women.
0: Well, <laughs> clearly the, the the husband knew what was going on. He found out.
1: Yeah, like at what point did he realize this? Because obviously, when he when she was visiting the house, he, he didn't know.
0: The, he probably set up the car crash.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: but he's like, this broad's been cheating on me for thirty years.
1: So he wanted to get rid of her, but not the guy. He was she was. Well, bros
0: before hoes. Oh, so same.
1: that's how it is.
0: I'm not saying I subscribe to that, but you, that's someone, the attitude of the 90s.
1: Someone should tell Kazuha that.
0: Tori says it sounds like the same story here. It mentions both Sakuraba and Kaede wearing the same pendant. Tori and Karen still haven't found what they're looking for, but say it must be there if the killer escaped from the balcony. They didn't decide to give the proposed escape method a try on the other balcony, Hattori ties a rope around himself and tells Conan to keep an eye on it. He then climbs over the railing and is able to jump to the balcony but low. He says that it's easier than he thought and that's when he notices something stuck to a tree. Conan climbs on the balcony to take a better look and that's when Kikahito startles him and asks what he's doing. Conan loses his balance and he's barely hanging on to the railing. Hattori runs inside to get up to the third floor again. Kazuha and Ron notice Conan dangling there, and they scream at Kikahito to help, but he's terrified of heights, so he can't move a muscle. Conan loses his grasp, and he's about to fall to his death, but thankfully, he's caught by Sakuraba of all people.
1: Well, I mean, we saw him leap out of a tree holding a cat earlier, so man's got some athletic ability.
0: The toy then grabs Kikahito and asks why he didn't help, and the sister explains his fear of heights. Conan and Hattori then climb the tree and find- I like how immediately after Conan almost dies from being in a high spot, he's like, I'm going to climb this tree.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what the girls were getting at, too. They're like, oh, now you're climbing trees all of a sudden.
0: They find a bloodstained shirt, a pair of gloves, and a kitchen knife. There's also a string with a piece of cellophane tape at the end. They both say that the case is closed, and that they know how the crime was done, and who the criminal is. However, the case just feels wrong to them, and they admit that there's a bunch of questions that haven't been answered yet. It starts to rain o- outside, and both Conan and Hatori think about the rain shutter, naturally. <laughs> Everything now makes sense to Hatori, including the missing weapon, the blood marks, the light being turned off in the first room but on in the second, the cat in the same room as the body, and the evidence being tied up in a neat bundle. While they have it figured out, they lack proof and decide to make the killer hand it over to them. Tori tells Kazuha to gather everybody in the room with the body, and Conan asks Ron to fetch Meguri. So Who do you think was the killer at this point?
1: Uh, Sakuraba. Okay. You?
0: Yeah, I was fully in on Sakuraba. Oh, okay, so you did not deviate
1: it. from that at all.
0: No. Everyone gathers in the room, and Kagura asks what the meaning of this is. Tori says he's putting on a deduction show as he's figured everything out. He then says that Sakuraba is the killer. And Kaede says it must be a lie. And I was like, nah, he probably did (laughs) it. Kegger asks how the lock room was created. And Hattori says that the key was to make a small hole in the glass of the window behind the victim. Tori sticks the loop of string into the latch with some cellophane tape. And then puts the broken piece of glass back into the window pane and runs the string through the hole. He then gets out to the balcony and gently pulls the string to lock the window, and then the string comes off and goes through the window hole. In order to make sure the police didn't find the hole, Sakuraba punched Kikahito into it. However, the window didn't break neatly, and the hole was still there. Mikio asks for proof, and Tori explains that the master couldn't have done it due to his bum leg. Neither of the women have the strength, and Kikahito is terrified of heights. That leaves only Sakuraba as the killer. Sakuraba trembles and says he didn't do it. Kaede then says he didn't do it. As before he ran up to the room, she was with him. Gasp! Who would have thought? She says that they were looking around for the cat. How scandalous. Is that what they call foreplay now?
1: <laughs> I guess so. that That's what they call, you know, doing the deed.
0: Oh, okay. Doing the deed.
1: <laughs> do, do people not say that?
0: Megui asks why they didn't say that to begin with, and Tori says it was because they didn't want the others to know about their relationship. Tori says that they have the same pendant, and Koguro guesses that they're both lovers, and that Shigematsu thwarted their relationship by arranging the marriage between Kaede and Kikahito. So, Koguro has been wrong every single time here. Yeah. And so I was like, see, so they're not going to be lovers, they're going to be brother and sister. I was like, I got this, I got this completely no. Nope, they're lovers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why I was like, Kogoro's so useless in this episode. Why bother even having him? Like, all he did was drive the kids around.
0: I don't even know if he drove. I think they might have been in a taxi.
1: Oh, then but that's so true. Then why was Kogoro even around? Like, he he didn't even offer that much comic relief. I don't think. Wow, well, he's a
0: good guy to have around.
1: I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Kogoro, but. He, they, he was just so underutilized um so my i wanted to mention how uh i although i thought sakuraba was the killer i still thought it was like i shifted to yuri very shortly after this but um the motive was a little um is a little unrealistic i guess like i i could get that he was maybe mad at uh the guy for, you know, setting uh, Kaede up with Kikuhito, but wouldn't he just, you know, murder Kikuhito if he was thinking of murdering anybody? And then, you know, that would render Kaede free to marry Sakuraba.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get, I get where you're coming from. There's also a point where he looked up to the victim as like a father figure. So I could see him feeling so betrayed that he set up the wedding. That maybe his goal wasn't really to end the wedding, like, it, maybe it fell out of his hands there, and he didn't feel like Hikahita had done anything wrong to him, but he felt he was wronged by the person arranging it, so I think that might have been the rationale for this case. Okay. Here. But there is a... It's not the greatest, but it, we've had some really bad murder motives, like, that dude is like, the computer was my friend. <laughs> So, it's better than that, in my opinion.
1: I mean, anything is better than that.
0: Meguri tells Sakuraba they'll talk back at the station and Kaede protests. Meguri tells her that testimony from someone who is intimate with the suspect isn't much evidence in orders Takagi to take him away. Kaede cries out, and Kikuhito consoles her, saying he's willing to wait forever until that man disappears from her heart and to dry those tears were you swooning over a uh, kikahita?
1: Ugh, no. <laughs> uh I mean, it was it still didn't make sense to me. Like they were did not seem compatible at all. Like and maybe I'm just looking at it from you know, the outside cuz he just looked like a playboy. I don't know. He had his um his shirt was like unbuttoned and He had, like, a chain and- What's wrong
0: with an unbuttoned shirt? That's what cool guys wear, Colleen.
1: Apparently so. I guess I don't know enough cool guys.
0: You're talking to one. Come on. Am I? That's a blow.
1: (sighs) I didn't know we had Spencer on the line.
0: Damn it, Steven. Steven. Mikio can't believe Sakuraba is the killer, and Hattori says it's the truth that he's nothing but a monster in human form. The Tori then loudly says that Sakuraba will accept his fate once the murder weapon is found. Wink wink among his belongings. And they make such a big deal <laughs> about the murder weapon not being found that it's clear they're setting something up. Yeah. Megari tells Mikio that they'll be back tomorrow to search for the weapon, and that the police are leaving, Kagura is about to leave as well, but Conan asks to stay the night since it's late. They then see someone using a pole to knock down the murder weapon in the tree outside as it rains. They pick it up and see that everything's intact, and they walk back inside. They go to Sakuraba's room and place it in a bag of his when they're confronted by none other than Hatori, It was a sting.
1: Yeah, and at this point, like this, whatever it was, 15 seconds of the episode, I thought it was Yuri.
0: <laughs> why? 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 Why would she kill shigematsu i didn't
1: think that far ahead but remember my mindset throughout the entire episode was it wasn't kikihito it wasn't kikihito that's why i thought okay
0: had to be a woman you're like huh
1: <laughs> yeah that's my default like which one of these women is more likely to kill the guy kaede has you know a weak disposition she's fainting places so it won't be her
0: I knew it was you," Hatori says before turning the lights on to reveal Kikahito. He says, Kikuhito. "Damn <laughs> <laughs> He says Kikahito left a bunch of fake evidence against Sakuraba, but he can't deceive a true detective. Kikahito says he's afraid of heights and couldn't have done it. Tori says it was a bluff and that the blood stain was left on the window latch on purpose. Kikahito asks how he got out of the locked room, then, and Kenan says there was no trick. He was in the room the entire time. He was simply hiding behind a curtain. Ugh. What a devious criminal.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one way to put it.
0: He was in the corner of the room next to where the body was found. That's why he closed one of the rain shutters, so nobody would see him hiding. He then prepared the tape sh- string and drilled the hole in the window prior, and he called Shigematsu into the room and stabbed him. Blood splattered on Kikuhito, but he's wearing one of Sakuraba's shirts which he had stolen, he then dragged Shigematsu to the other room and wrapped the gloves and the weapon in that shirt and threw it out the window. After seeing Conan and the others leaving, he broke the window on purpose to get their attention and hid. After they broke into the room and followed the blood trail to the next room, he came out from the curtain and exited the room while they were examining the body. So, what a criminal mastermind hiding beneath the curtain.
1: I, I sense a tinge of sarcasm in your voice. Were you not uber impressed by this? It just
0: makes, like, everybody else seem really bad at their jokes. <laughs> like, you would think, like, you see a murder, you see all this blood. First thing you would do is, like, search for a criminal, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually amazing how often they don't do that. Like, they don't look behind doors or curtains or under desks or behind sofas or anything for to see if anyone's hiding
0: yeah it's some sloppy work
1: i do not blame takagi in the least he wasn't even there
0: Kikahito also shut the cat in the room to make sure that sakuraba didn't have an alibi Kikahito says that anybody could have done it but ken says that the fact that evidence was bundled with a string proves it was him no criminal would package up evidence and throw it away normally but he couldn't go out on the balcony due to his fear of heights, so he had to use the murder weapon as a weight to throw the clothes away. He then goaded Sakuraba into a fight in order to break the window and frame him. Kikahito laughs and says he came to look for the weapon in order to help with the investigation. He's actually a very nice guy. And they believe him, and that's it. Sakuraba goes to jail.
1: And then we get the next Conan's hint.
0: Uh, in actuality, Kikahito also says that he found the knife in Sakuraba's bag. However, Hattori tells him to take a closer look, as that bag isn't Sakuraba's but rather Hattori's.
1: Oh, there's so the that, hint. Does
0: that does that mean Hijii's the murderer?
1: Yep, that's yeah. what it means.
0: Karen says Sakuraba's room is actually next door, and Hattori reveals that the room, the bag, the weapon, and the arrest earlier were all trap made with Meguri's help. They knew that Kikahito would hand them evidence. So what I didn't really get here is that why wouldn't he know where Sakuraba's room is? They live in the same house. <laughs>
1: Obviously, Sakuraba is just so beneath him. He didn't ever bother to learn where the guy slept. Plus, maybe yeah. Sakuraba doesn't have a room of his own because he's constantly looking for that bloody cat.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. Kikahito falls to his knees and says that Shigematsu threatened to tell his father about his company's misdeeds unless the marriage was called off. Kikahito didn't understand it, as it was Shigematsu who set up the marriage in the first place. He was afraid that he'd continue to be blackmailed even if the marriage was called off, so he decided to incriminate Sakuraba, who had stolen his fiancée from him. And that's when Hattori corrects Kikahito and says that Sakuraba never stole anybody. He says Kaede was in love with Sakuraba from the very beginning. Shigematsu mistakenly thought she was dropping by to see Kikahito. And that's why he pushed for marriage until he found out his mistake. He didn't want to hurt Kikahito's feelings, so he tried to call the marriage off by blackmailing him, as one does. So his goal was to call the marriage off so the two people that loved each other could be together. As he knows the pain of it not happening.
1: You were really rooting for this guy, weren't you?
0: Well, he was in love.
1: That's no excuse.
0: What, for blackmail?
1: Well, especially...
0: What would you think about this whole a lot of a lot of messy confusion and people not being true to their emotions causing this tragic end?
1: Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, I liked the the part that I uh, zeroed in on was sort of the uh um like the hi- history repeating itself how in the same way that the steward and the Uh, Previous or like the late wife had a thing going on, and the master misunderstood. Like we also had like this misunderstanding happening here, so it's kind of I liked how those situations mirrored each other. But the whole blackmail thing, like I was so over that. I was like, just let's end this episode.
0: After the ending song, Hatori thanks Kogoro for showing them around. Kogoro tells him to consider payback for when Hatori helped them in Osaka. And then says he can't believe that Tori and Megari pulled that trick without telling him. Tori says that to fool your enemies, you must fool your friends first. And Conan asks how Sakuraba and Kaede's doing. Tori doesn't really answer, he just says he apologized to Sakuraba for accusing him. I guess they're doing fine.
1: Well, I guess he should ask his mom, since she's the one who knows everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tori then wonders what is taking so long, and we see Ron... Forcing Kazuha to wear clothing that matches Hatori's striped shirt. She says it's Ron's shirt and that she was forced to wear it. Kazuha who's embarrassed says she's going to change in the John, which is quite ladylike.
1: <laughs> okay, we were definitely watching different subs.
0: <laughs> oh well she's saying yours.
1: She just said like I'm going to go change.
0: Oh, she said she was gonna change in the John. I was like, Oh, okay.
1: Oh well, that's that's actually hilarious.
0: I'm gonna put on different clothes in the shitter. <laughs>
1: Be right back.
0: And uh Hattori stops her. He says he doesn't mind that they're wearing the same thing. In fact, they kinda look like brother and sister.
1: Oh no. Hey G don't say that.
0: And uh Kazuha can't believe his response, and that's when Conan remarks that they're more of a comedy duo than a uh brother and sister.
1: Yuck 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 yuck. Oh Conan, always have the last word.
0: So what do you think of this episode overall?
1: Oh dear. Um <laughs> um I had some mixed feelings about this two-parter. Um where should I start? I guess I wasn't really a fan of the murder trick itself. I thought it was kind of lame that it's just a guy who murdered someone in cold blood and then hid behind a curtain. <laughs> like it was kind of impressive that he was able to manipulate all the other details and to think and have people think that you know, maybe it was Sakuraba that did it and um and uh like uh, sort of like every action uh was manip- like was controlled by him. So to the point that Sakuraba punched him to break the glass and made it seem like, oh, that was for Sakuraba's benefit, but it was actually for Kikihito. So I don't know. That part was maybe a little bit more on the strategic side, but I don't know. There's something about the reveal where it's like the guy was behind the curtain. It was just such a letdown <laughs> compared to some other tricks. Um but I
0: I mean honestly, I think it kind of worked in the trick's favor because like uh he had such a complicated like misdirection that it's kind of brilliant that his trick was actually so simple. Like he put so much red herrings that the detectives always searching for something super complicated were led astray for like so much of the two episodes, and then actually he was just sitting there bes- like behind a curtain. that's really funny it?
1: It's funny, no, don't get me wrong, like I thought it was hilarious. It was just like because I've grown so accustomed to having like an elaborate trick of some sort. this was just like really that's that's all he did <laughs> um but I- what I did like about it was that uh that was actually one of the examples of how they subverted things that we have become accustomed to or that have become commonplace in this show. Um uh just like the fact that, oh, okay, it's actually not a locked room murder case at all. It's the opposite, right? Or, um I love the part where um like his Kikihito's fear of heights, usually that's something that um is used to Render the person innocent, but in this case, it's one of the things that actually made it so that he was the only one who could actually be the culprit because anyone who you know was wasn't afraid of heights would have probably behaved differently than him so um I liked kind of that aspect of the case um uh, I mean, so it had some points that I liked I liked the the whole like you know clothing. Thing between uh, Ron and Kazuha, I thought that was really funny. Like to, like Kazuha's jealousy, like just how obviously she has a crush on Heiji, but Heiji doesn't know it because he's calling her them like brother and sister. Um, so I like that, and that was maybe about it. Like there wasn't a lot of comedic points. There there were a few things between Conan and Heiji that were entertaining, but like even the detect the deduction show rather, Conan wasn't really active in that. Like Heiji did most of it. So it was nice to see Heiji, you know, taking uh that because I mean we don't get him that often in the show. Like the last time we saw him was that that case where they went to Osaka. I'm of course not counting the movie, but uh so it's nice to see Heiji sort of take the spotlight once in a while. Um but I wasn't really particularly excited watching this case. It sort of just went through the motions and um, it ultimately fell flat, but it did have some parts that I enjoyed, which get, got me through it, I guess.
0: I liked the episode. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on it than you are. I enjoyed, I liked uh, Kazaha and Ron, you know, starting their friendship and clearing up those misunderstandings. And like you see over the rest of the series, that they're, they they grow into quite good friends, and it's nice to have that. I'm all about women getting along, women empowerment. You know?
1: Okay. <laughs> <Why> the-
0: <laughs> I thought you know I liked the I like the twist that it wasn't something super complicated.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I thought uh, I th- I th- there was still like a lot of mystery elements. I thought it was fun. Uh, the pendant stuff had me going in a couple different directions. I couldn't really figure out. It wasn't super obvious who had done it. So I think it was a solid kiss. Uh, and you know, I just like seeing Hajji. He's probably my favorite character. So it's fun to see him. And any any time I do, I, I appreciate seeing the Tori.
1: And he was actually uh, less rude to Kazuha <laughs> than most times. I think he only had that one remark about how she should wish for thinner legs, and then he just kind of left her alone the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah,
0: they they got along pretty well for the episode.
1: Such a gentleman.
0: He was too busy hanging out with Kudo. I mean, Kiddo.
1: <laughs> I mean, Conan. He didn't,
0: he didn't really mess that up this time, for once.
1: No, I mean the only time that he called him that was when they were on the balcony. So I guess we're supposed to assume that nobody heard him call him Kudo.
0: Yeah, go on. So we get the next count intent for next time, which is Feto of a star. Conan says next time a starry night and then Takagi says oh hey get my net
1: wow okay so my translation was a little different
0: <laughs> okay instead
1: of instead of next time a starry night um the line was something like next episode the stars are falling or something which then makes sense for Takagi to be like oh get my net
0: <laughs> okay yeah it sounds like you had the better the better the subtitles than I did. Oh,
1: well not necessarily. Like, there was stuff that you mentioned that I was like, oh, so that's what that was supposed to mean. But for this one, I was like, okay, I guess we're going with, like, a, you know, falling stars, let's catch them kind of gag.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So that leads us to next week's episode, which is the Suspicious Astronomical Observation. So we'll get to look at the stars and stuff. Yay.
1: I remember this case. It, I'm I'm stoked for it.
0: I don't remember a thing about it, so I'm excited as well. And we're also going to have a big announcement to make, so that's why we're only doing one episode next week. So we'll have a big announcement to reveal, and a one episode about the stars and the skies.
1: Yeah, so don't miss it.
0: <laughs> don't miss it. Get excited for the big announcement. As uh, Spencer's been hoping for, it's finally a Colleen face reveal. No, it's, it's not.
1: Yeah, like, that that would be very easy to do on a audio podcast.
0: Unless.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, like, do a kind of, like, Yaiba thing and, like, crayon draw myself.
0: Okay. I like that. That can, that can be a Yeah, Okay. no that's not gonna happen beautiful drawing (laughs) that is not gonna happen
1: do not count on that
0: definitely we will get that done
1: we will not trust
0: in me don't we'll get the crayon drawing
1: nope uh
0: so we'll be back next week bye
1: bye and remember one truth always prevails